1: The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. All views expressed are those of the hosts. Welcome to episode 139 of the OFNT podcast. I'm calling it a bump in the Trump train. Hell, a mass exit of elites seems to be just getting started over in Twitter-land. They're mainly upset that peasants will be able to rock the blue checkmark simply by paying a monthly $8 stipend. How dare they? Uh, uh, uh. An exit of woke companies who advertise on Twitter is also in progress. Well, they'll be back, because Musk intends Twitter to become a super app like the Communist Party of China's WeChat which allows users to accomplish just about anything possible online with just one app. Following must-lead, Facebook and Microsoft are also expected to lay off significant amounts of employees. Can Google be far behind? No. Well, no sympathy for most of those people. They're getting what they voted for. ABC News, a stalwart of the mainstream media cabal, had the following headline. Democracy. Stability on the ballot in 2022 midterms. Towing that DNC line as always. They wonder why people are tuning out of watching the opinion-driven, false-fact-addled drivel that passes for news in this country.
0: It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen.
1: Tech News. Encrypted messaging app Signal ditches text messaging capability. The company said this was done to avoid user confusion over whether their message was being sent encrypted or not. This is a real shame for Android users. Way back in ancient times, when I used an Android phone as my daily driver, Signal was the choice for my main messaging app. The user interface was, shall I say, iOS-like, and it not only featured text messaging capability, but also a secure chat app. It was the closest thing to an iMessage experience you can get on an Android phone at that time. Hopefully, Signal will reconsider this decision in the future. Connected fitness companies, Echelon and Peloton, have dropped all lawsuits against each other. Yay! Echelon has agreed to stop using patents Peloton holds for leaderboards during live classes. I assume this means Echelon's leaderboards will resemble those on iFit and other non-Peloton apps, meaning they will look like garbage. to say I told you so, but if you're a long-time listener of this show, no. then you've heard me say that non-government-backed cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, for example, will not be allowed to exist in the future. China has outlawed them, and they'll be regulated out of existence here once the digital dollar is ready. Well, maybe that won't be necessary, as yet another large cryptocurrency exchange has filed for bankruptcy. The exchange known as FTX filed for bankruptcy protection as it was revealed that the company gave $10 billion worth of crypto to an affiliated company to cover liabilities. And the only problem with that is those funds were customer funds. That's right. Strap in here, the investment arm of the crypto company, which couldn't cover customers' deposits, received money to cover those deposits from the main crypto company, who now can't cover their customers' deposits because they gave their customers' money to the other part of the company to cover their customers' deposits. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Just another example of a pyramid scheme. Combine this with crypto exchanges being hacked or whose owners just disappear with the money and you have a very unstable currency in my opinion. For once, I'm glad I didn't get in on the ground floor of something. Hang on a second. This story has a political bent to it also, as the CEO of FTX, a slappy-looking boy-man named Sam Bankman-Fried, who's the result of a well. union between two high-ranking academics, donated $5 million to President Biden's campaign and $40 million to the Democratic Party during this current midterm elections. This is all money that this privileged jerk didn't have. He used customer money. For a short rundown on the whole sordid affair, I recommend watching Anthony Brian Logan's YouTube channel. He, He does a good job on this. Now, I know I said in the intro that I had little to no sympathy for most of those being laid off by these large tech companies, and I don't. However, who's not being laid off are H1 Series Visa holders. The H-1 visa program is a guest worker visa that was set up to bring foreign workers with hard-to-find skills to this country. Companies were supposed to hire these H-1B visa holders only if they couldn't find a U.S. worker to fill the slot. As you can imagine, this has been abused with the program being used to import cheap labor to fill a position that could have easily been filled by a U.S. citizen, of course, at a higher salary. On the other hand, the H-1B guest workers seldom leave this country once they get here. They usually settle in, import their spouse, and immediately start having children who are instant U.S. citizens. They're called anchor babies because now the guest worker can claim roots in this country and file for permanent residency, otherwise known as a green card. When this is obtained, the now former guest worker starts petitioning for parents and relatives to join them in this country. Before you know it, whole villages of people are transplanted here, mostly on the taxpayer dime. This is what's known as chain migration. Though the petitioner signs an affidavit of financial support, this is seldom enforced and the newly arrived relatives are promptly enrolled in social services. So, to sum this all up, to save big businesses' bottom line, we allow a mass migration of foreign workers and their families, mostly on the taxpayer's dime. Ain't modern American capitalism grand? No! Tech I'm Using One of the requirements in my retirement process is a face-to-face with my assigned retirement clerk. The clerk is located in Washington, D.C., allegedly, so we use Microsoft Teams to accomplish the meeting. If you didn't know, Microsoft 365 is what the government runs on, like it or not. I must say the session went very smoothly. A link was supplied via email, which I clicked on at the pre-range time, which was automatically added to my Outlook calendar, by the way, and I was taken to a virtual conference room where I was able to fine-tune my low-end government-issued Logitech webcam and choose a background. I picked Blur, if you're curious. Teams is much better than the old Skype experience and has me reconsidering getting rid of my personal subscription of Microsoft 365. I'd have to talk my family into using Teams though, and I don't think that's gonna happen. We're all in the iOS ecosystem these days, so there's that. If only Apple would add features like interchangeable backgrounds to FaceTime and being able to schedule meetings. Hmm, one can at least have some hope. Entertainment news. I've always been a sucker for movies and shows that imagine what future tech will be like. Some hold up, some don't. I've never understood the method of long-range communication in the Star Wars franchise. You know, a small stand that a hologram of a person calling you pops up from. It's more like a video voicemail. Anyway, Amazon Prime Video has a series I'm into called The Peripheral. The story runs on two future timelines, with one timeline manipulating the events of another. What I really like about the show is the featured future tech is not only cool, but it's believable. If you're into this kind of show, give the peripheral a gander. As far as movies go these days, it seems you have a choice between trans, gay, or straight, white, men are evil incarnate. Or some sort of superhero movie based on comics that are infused with woke agendas. All seem to be either losing money or barely breaking even. Yet, Hollyweird keeps cranking these things out. I guess they're waiting for the rest of us to catch up to this normalization of what was once considered moral or mental problems. Boomers such as myself are dying off and Generation X seems to have been already pushed to the side. So the logic must be that the indoctrination is almost complete. I was recently reading a review of a god-awful movie I sat through, which the writer pondered when movies started to suck. I hope and pray for the pendulum to swing back soon. Podcasting news. It's been really quiet on the podcasting front these days, with the boom year seemingly behind the industry. I think a lot of high-moneyed shows will be ending and less new productions will be launched. I also think a lot of these production houses that feed the big spenders will either be consolidating or shuttering completely. Perhaps we'll see a return of the strong independent shows that won't be snapped up and ruined by big businesses. It's time for my weekly rant. After all the hype before the midterm elections, I'm left to wonder, where is this big red wave that was supposed to roll in? Sure, the Republicans seem to have gained enough seats in the House to have a slight majority. But the Senate looks like it will be a tie or the Democrats will maintain a majority. The Republican Party really underperformed. I thought their message was good. The economy, crime, in the border versus the Democrat message of threat to democracy and orange man bad. Fired. But I'll again remind you that no one pays me to think. I guess the majority of voters don't mind high prices for gas and food items, unprecedented murder and robbery rates, and unbridled illegal immigration. The public schools and universities have done their jobs of indoctrinating and dumbing down the population for the inevitable march towards socialism, which, let's be real here, is just a precursor to full-blown communism. The only thing this election accomplished was the ability of the Republican Party to stop or at least slow down the Democratic Party's radical agenda for the next couple of years. If Trump runs again in 2024, this will only serve to galvanize the Democratic base and turn out and sweep the Republicans completely out. You'll basically have one party rule after that and probably for the foreseeable future. Myself? Well, I'm punching out. The people have spoken. Just don't complain to me about the economy, crime, and illegal immigration. I don't want to hear about it. You get what you vote for. A recent poll found that some 70% of single women voted Democrat in this election. I guess access to what is basically legalized infanticide up until the time of birth was the major issue after all. I have no problem with this. Your body, your choice. But why does it have to be on the taxpayer's dime? Answer me that, please. I hereby declare episode 139 of the OFNT Podcast to be over. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. I'll see you next week. Oh, remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do now all hail the dnc get off my lawn i'm out stay skeptical
0: see ya